I had someone that commented under that post and they were like, well, as you know, it's just like all the what ifs. You mean, what if you succeed? What if you doing what your dream is? You're in the place that you want to be? You mean those what ifs? Welcome. This is your host, award-winning travel journalist and content creator, Jeff Jenkins. And you're now listening to Inspired 2022, the podcast where entrepreneurs, creatives, and the highly motivated go to be inspired. This includes Y-O-U. We have an amazing show for you today. So Genevieve, take it away. You got it, Jeff. I'm so excited to welcome Monet Hambrick to the show. Monet is a leading entrepreneur, writer, trip planner, and photographer. Her and her family share their travels online and show us all that you and your family can explore the world affordably. Whether it's travel, family life, health, hair care, or learning how to build generational wealth, Monet has something to teach us, and we're so happy to have her here. Welcome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode we have none other than the traveling child herself, Miss Monet Hambrick. And this is just one of the four. But I'm so glad that you're here today. This is one of my best friends in the travel space. We go way back and she is on for the second time because last time she was dropping gems. So we had to bring her back. Monet, everybody. Thank you so much for having me back, Jeff. I'm glad that you are back. So Monet, 2021. Was it a good year or no? It was good. I know there was a lot of the world obviously was crazy. There was so much stuff. Don't want to discredit like anything. Personally, it was a good year for me. It gave me a lot of time to like focus and kind of figure out what exactly it was that I wanted to do. Like spent a lot of time with family, did a lot of travel. It's crazy. I feel like I've done more travel since the pandemic. So it was good. Definitely. I mean, guys, this is a cheat code here right now, but just knowing that like, like this has been a very successful year business-wise than it has before, right? What would you say you are most proud of from this past year? Oh, I guess I would just say surviving, <laughs> you know, coming over the like the adversity that we face, like working in the travel industry, finding ways to still produce valuable travel content to my community, whether that was taking a trip or providing them with the tools that they need to be successful to plan their own trips and feel comfortable with doing that, helping them with how to find affordable flights, how to plan their trips, different tools like that. So even if it wasn't travel content in the sense of, hey, we're going here, it was content that was truly educational that and also relatable to people. So I felt good about that. No, I love it. I don't know if y'all have seen her, but she has been in commercials, like multiple commercials. Uh, and yeah. so can you tell us about that experience and like, like being on set and actually doing that and how that differed from just like what you normally do with content creation? Yeah. So for me, being on set is way easier than content creation because Uh you have someone like you're just showing up and doing like the fun stuff. Really, there's no behind the scenes of being the photographer and the videographer and the editor and the copywriter and every single thing else. It's nice. So we did commercials with Royal Caribbean. We did Alaska trip, 12 day Alaska trip in June, which they piece that together and use content for quite a few different commercials that they have running. (laughs) 
right now. And that was truly a blessing because I got to bring my parents along on that trip and they also got hired for that job. So just to be able to not only like do it with my family, but my extended family and bring my parents on an experience like that was great. So yeah, you show up, you know, you have hair and makeup, which hair is a completely different thing. Like if we're just being honest, being a black family with, you know, (laughs) black hair, we end up doing our own hair anyway, which is something that the industry needs to continue to work on having hair stylists that can do all textures of hair. So some of your talent is not having to do their own hair because that takes up more time for the talent. Like I'm spending two hours every single night, two to three hours prepping me and my daughter's hair to be camera ready when everyone else on set has someone that can do their hair. Mm -hmm. So that's something that that industry still needs to work on. But we're also signed to a modeling agency. So we did a Walmart commercial. We did some Disney commercials, Girl Scouts, and a, a few other things. But I love being on set because you get to tell that story, but you don't have to be the person that's responsible for every single aspect of telling the story. I love that. That is, it does make it easier. Like knowing that a producer does so much stuff on set, because I have had some time like working like around TV and film. I realize as a content director, you're not only the camera guy and the videographer, you're the producer, you're the, the editor, you're everything. And so to be able to let all of that go and you just show up, that is definitely, definitely <laughs> one of the coolest things ever. So definitely makes it a lot easier. And I want to touch on just even what you're talking about. Like you mentioned this a second ago about your family and being able to have them involved. Like, can you just mm-hmm. like expound on that just a little bit more? Because even for myself, I know that I do this for more than just me. Like mm-hmm. it goes, like, I want to be able to put my mama on. I want to put my daddy and brother on. So uh, sister, all of them, like, like, what did that mean to you a little bit more? It means the world. Like my parents got paid just like we did to go to Alaska for 12 days to have all these experiences. We went, took a helicopter to the top of Mendenhall Glacier and we went whale watching and like all these things. But it's truly an opportunity for me to be able to build success for my family. For those that don't know, I have two kids, a five and a seven-year-old. This venture is not just for me. It's for them. Being able to be my own business owner, having them a part of my business means that I'm able to build generational wealth. So both my daughters are on my payroll. They get a salary for the work that they do for being in our content. Because of that, they both have Roth IRAs and UTMAs. So at five, you know, at seven years old, they're already building for their future for retirement. So for me, being able to do more than my parents did, like my parents laid the foundation for me to have the tools and the knowledge. But now for me to be able at such a young age for my kids contribute to their retirement fund, it just means everything. Yeah, there's a lot of sacrifices with owning your own business. It's a lot of stress. Sometimes it's not this picture perfect world that, you know, sometimes it's painted to be, it's a lot of hard work, but knowing that now, like by the time my kids are like 25 years old, they should be able to have enough money to buy a house cash and never have to take out a mortgage. Like that means everything. And then just bringing, you know, my parents in on different trips, it means the world too, because that's something that a child can only dream of being able to give their parents. Wow. And to me, like, I know, I know your parents probably had a great time and she's Caribbean. So like, even, <laughs> even so I know, like I know Caribbean parents at times and, 
I mean, they get proud quick. They're skeptical at first. My dad, oh, I'm Jamaican. So the things that my dad had to say when I first started my blog, oh, you're going to quit your job. You're on the internet. All you do is on your phone. You know, like all these things. And it's like, wait, what? And they don't get it at all. And kind of like, it's not that they're like, oh, you're going to fail or anything. It's just like, it's so unconventional to them. It's not what they're used to. Older, they don't understand. He's like, I don't know what you mean. You work for your from your phone and like all these things. And now, oh, now they see now it. I see it. I love it. I love it. I always tell people that the day my family actually felt like they were like, okay, now I get what you're doing is when I did my first like Whataburger ad. I don't know what uh-huh. it was about Whataburger that took them over the top and like, okay, Jeff, what is it that you do now? Like, I'm listening. Like, I'm here. I'm I'm with you now. Like, what's what's going on? Like, okay, I see it now. I was in all of these magazines and stuff like that before, but it was Whataburger. I took them to the top yep. and they was like, I love this. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the Cardia Advisory Group. Is your organization or brand struggling with how to attract, develop, and support culturally diverse teams? Perhaps you are the owner, tenured executive, or rising leader who wants to ensure equity and inclusion but have no idea what to do or where to start. At Cardia, they specialize in helping organizations create inclusively diverse spaces where people thrive. Cardia Advisory Group is a Black-owned, woman-of-color-led firm that prioritizes institutional transformation and individual activation. Change is both possible and sustainable when industry leaders are willing, equipped, and committed to a new future. Book your consultation today at cardiaaustin.com. Cardia Advisory Group, engineering inclusively diverse cultures one leader at a time. of parenting like mm. you mentioned in the, the interview last year that like you missed part of your oldest daughter's jordan's like graduation ceremony and when she was like, in preschool yeah when she was in preschool yeah preschool ceremony there we go mm-hmm. yeah you decided then that you were going to like like really get more involved and develop your success as your own boss so mm-hmm. what are some of the new challenges that have come up with the growth of your platform and career The challenges now are that so often you leave your nine to five. So you're not working Monday through Friday, nine to five. But in the reality, as an entrepreneur, you end up working more, way more. So it's like kind of like you're always on. And it's something that I'm constantly trying to make a balance for, like, even when it, you know, comes to trips, like as a travel blogger, like you see everything as an opportunity to create content. And sometimes it's hard, like if you're like, oh, we're going to go here. And it's like, oh, you're taking pictures and you're taking videos. And you're like, it's not supposed to be that. It's like just supposed to be like a day out. So working on that, because it's hard to be like, oh, but this could be like, this could hit, you know, like this could be great SEO or my website or things like that. So now it's like, all right, you've built this business. You've worked hard. Like, yes, in the first X amount of years in entrepreneurship, it is a grind. Not that I don't have to grind. I've built this business and now it's like, I need to scale it to the point where I'm not the one that's doing everything. So recently I actually brought on two people onto my team that Mm -hmm. can, you know, help me with that. So I can get back some more of my time because I feel like now I've put in that time 
And it's now time for me to like pull it back a little bit. So the time I was looking to spend and not working, I can actually like not be working 60 hours, 70 hours a week instead, because that's the only thing when, when you're an entrepreneur, it's your baby, it's yours. And it's hard to let go going from a nine to five to like a 10 to two is not overnight. Like that's what I want to get to. Like I want to get to, Oh, I only have to work two days a week. That's like the ultimate goal. So it's just getting there. Wow. And that, I mean, literally you doing that can help like prevent burnout. And that brings me to my next question. You mentioned that in a post that saying no or being selective with your partnerships and projects help you prevent burnout. Do you have any advice for helping our audience members learn how to say no or prioritize themselves? It is hard. You know, Jeff, you and I have talked about this before. We've talked about partnerships and you're like, what? How could you possibly turn that down? And it's like, you know, sometimes just because it's a paycheck and it's a good paycheck doesn't mean that it's good for you or that it's right for you. Mm -hmm. It's looking into the details of how much time is this going to take me? How much effort? What are they asking for in regards to usage or all these things? And it's it's just knowing when to say no. Like I literally had this experience happen to me the other day. I had to turn down a very well-paying opportunity because I just don't have the time. And the point of being an entrepreneur is not to burn out. And it's like, yes, I could have taken it on and I could have done it, but it would have been so stressful. I would have been like, regretting my decision the entire time. And it's getting to the point where you learn yourself and knowing this is not right for me. Let me look what's on my plate. Let me see everything I have. Realistically, can you do this without feeling so much pressure? Mm -hmm. And if you can't, then it's okay to say no. You know, you can talk to that particular client and say, Hey, this is not the right time. But if you have something down the line, please keep me in mind. And honestly, like nine times out of 10, they're going to do that. I've said no to brands before, and then they reach back out to me in three, four months. And I'm at a better point where I can take it on. And sometimes the pay is even better than two. So it works out. It is very hard to say no. It is very hard to turn down money. But if you're going to end up in the hospital because you're so stressed, is it worth it? No. So it's hard and it doesn't come overnight and how you're able to balance that, but it's something that I think we need to do. And I also think it's things that we need to talk about with each other too, because we're all going through the same thing, but everyone is trying to look like they have it so well put together when in fact, realistically, like 98% of us don't. <laughs> I feel like it's not common knowledge. So I, hopefully I, I'm, you're okay with me saying this. So these, <laughs> like these things that she's turning down, they're like in the five figures easily. To me, I was like, oh, this is crazy. but. Her telling me that stuff helped me start. I remember the first time we had a conversation around that. And I was like, man, I probably should like start turning stuff down. Like, at first I was like, she crazy. And then I started <laughs> thinking that she was saying all this stuff to me. I actually ended up doing it. And I felt so good because I felt mm-hmm. like I might not get another opportunity. This might be the only one. Like, like, uh, like I might be turning something down. But I promise you, even doing that, new and better things have come up. I remember telling somebody like they gave me dates when they needed me to come 
do a partnership. And I told him like, oh, I can't be there, blah, blah, blah. Like here goes some names of other content creators that you could use. I love doing that one all the time. That lady came back three weeks later and was like, hey, what about these dates? I could do those dates. And so to me, like I thought that was just like fantastic. And so, yeah, I really appreciate you for that one. Definitely. And definitely a lot of people need to get on that one for real. So Miss Miss Traveler, you travel all over. Like, man, I'm trying to be like you when I grow up for real. What trends do you think will be popular this year in the travel content world? I don't know. You know, it's it's so crazy right now. Oh, COVID. Um, it's insane. So I don't know how long this like surge with like Omar is going to last. I think it was getting to the point where travelers were finally feeling comfortable, like getting back out there. And then this happened. So I think once it goes down, people are going to be gone. Like they are going to be every and anywhere, like booking flights left and right. But I think some people right now are feeling hesitant of leaving the country just because how contagious Omicron is. I'm like, you know, you got to get that negative COVID test to get back in the States. So I think maybe here in this first quarter, it might be a little bit more domestic travel. And then I think once the numbers go back down again, like people are going to be gone. Honestly, like I've seen so many deals right now for like summer travel to like Europe. So that will be um, interesting to see if those deals last. But also I do know like, well, vaccination is like a weird topic, but I know like some European countries are now like mandating that you not only are vaccinated, but you have a booster shot and all that stuff. So I, I recently went to Guatemala in November for Thanksgiving and you didn't have to be vaccinated to go. You only had to show a negative COVID test. And now they just changed their rule and now you have to be vaccinated to go. So I don't know if more countries are going to require vaccination and, you know, that will have a big play on what people are able or willing to do depending on their status. My goal is to be out. I just need COVID to leave me alone. Like I plan on going to Jordan in March. I plan on going to France and Portugal in June. And I'm hoping that my stuff don't get canceled. But also if it has to be, then, you know, it has to be. That is what it is. Hey, so question for you, and this is for the audience. So in 2021, you did travel a lot. Can you give us a couple of uh, good recommendations on countries to visit? Hands down, Turkey. Like that was by far my favorite trip of 2021. Oh my God, I spent two weeks there. I could have definitely spent way more time. I did Cappadocia, Antalya, and Istanbul. Absolutely amazing. And then next would be Guatemala. Oh my God, it is so beautiful. I had so, so, so much fun in Guatemala, stateside Alaska, one of my favorite trips of um, domestic trips of 2021, for sure. We did the Southeast. So uh, we didn't do Anchorage or Fairbanks, but we did Juneau, Ketchikan, and Sitka, which highly, highly, highly recommend. We went all over. We also went to Egypt, South Dakota, Kansas. Colorado Springs, all through Florida, visiting the different springs in Florida as well. But yeah, Guatemala, Turkey, and Alaska, by far my favorite trips of 2021. I'm definitely trying to get to Turkey. So that is on my list. Y'all listen, I'll go back with you, okay? Because your girl is ready to go back and relive these turkey vibes. Hey, let's make it happen then. That'll be good. Some chubby diaries and the traveling child uh, collabs. I love it. I am ready to go. So we got our last two questions. 
the ones that we ask every guest, they get it. So what are you inspired to do, be, have for 2022? I am inspired who to delegate more in 2022 to really build my business to where like I don't have to be doing everything, letting go of the parts that I really don't need to be involved with so I can focus on the the parts that I'm truly passionate about, you know, just being there for my family, spending more time with my kids, like just having amazing experiences with them, being a better friend, just being involved with that. Oh, I don't know. I'm still working on my vision board for 2022, but yeah. Trying to go to the World Cup? I don't know. I went in Germany one year. Oh, you did. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I went in Germany one year. So not like super bucket list. I was supposed to go to the Olympics in Tokyo, but we all know what happened there. But I think for me, this is truly a year of like clarity of just finding out like how to shape my business, how to shape personal life, like all these things to get it not perfect because nothing's ever going to be perfect, but like that balance. I think that's what I've been missing with the hustle of like building my business. And I'm really hoping that this year could be like a year of, of mastering balance. I love it. I love it. And so for our last question, can you give us words of encouragement for our audience? Honestly, like, what are you scared of? Why are you holding back on whatever it is that you're thinking of doing? I actually made a post on Instagram this week about like people that don't want to do things because the market is saturated, but like there's only one you. And it doesn't matter how many people are doing something that's similar to you that or that you want to do it. You are you. No one has the sauce that you have and you are special. And like, hello, Rihanna literally started Fenty Beauty when there was Mac, when there was whatever. I don't really wear makeup, so I don't know all the other makeup (laughs) brands. But she came into this business competing against how many businesses that have been around for so many years. Yeah, Fenty Beauty brought in $5 billion in profits in 2021 with a B, $5 billion. So what are you scared of? I had someone that commented under that post and they were like, well, as you know, it's just like all the what ifs. You mean, what if you succeed? What if you doing what your dream is gives you everything in the world you've ever wanted? What if you're successful? What if a year from now, because you started today, you're in the place that you want to be? You mean those what ifs? Because I don't know what other what ifs could be a possibility. Come on. I don't know what other what ifs there are. What if you don't do it and the rest of your life you regret not knowing what could have been? Because you'll never know if you don't try. Trying and not succeeding is not a failure at all. It just didn't work out. But what if I didn't start the traveling child six years ago? Where would I be? Still working for somebody else, not living my dreams. So just really putting yourself out there in 2022 and going for what you want because there's nobody else that's going to do it for you but you. And it doesn't matter how many other people are doing what they're doing. It's you against you and that's it. Oh, for sure. That is amazing. And I would even say even a better way of reframing that question of saying, what if the better question at times can be, why not? Like, why yeah. not me? Like me become this successful entrepreneur where I have all of these people working for me. I'm making more money than I ever made before. Mm-hmm. I'm taking my family on every trip that they can go possibly want to go on. My kids are spoiled because they get whatever they need. Why not? <laughs> why not me? Yeah. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Monet Hambrick, hey, where can everybody find you or is there anything you want to promote? They can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all under The Traveling Child. And then my website is www.thetravelingchild.co. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here again. Hopefully we get you on next year as well, because yes. my dog will be bringing in seven figures by then. So I'm excited. <laughs> From uh, your mouth. <laughs> that's it. Come on. Hey, well, thank you again. Thank you, Jeff. You just listened to Inspire 2022 with Jeff Jenkins, presented by Chubby Diaries. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to stream your podcast. Catch our next episode on Tuesday at 5 a.m. Stay inspired, my friends.